think I'll take a moment to celebrate my age. The ending of an era and the turning of a page. Now it's time to focus in on where I go from here. Lord, have mercy on my next 30 years. Exciting shows that I've ever had to do. <laughs> Welcome to Talking Giants. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Danny King. And Daniel Jones has been named the starter. And we thought about how we're going to attack the show. And we did the corny intro. I don't care if it's corny. I love it. This only happens once in a while. Allow me to be corny. And I want to start, let's get the football, like, on the field stuff out of the way first. And then we can talk about what Eli Manning means, and we're going to read off people's, like, memories of him. So it's not going to be our, our normal film cleanup show. Um, just because, like, what would be the, like, who who wants to hear about how Dexter Lawrence played against Buffalo? <laughs> you know, like, like, who wants to hear, like, you know, what his pressure rate is? Like, it's it's kind of, you know, 
that's old news at this point. So Daniel Jones named the starter. We obviously know the whole Geno Smith thing, but I really don't even count that. Daniel Jones is the starter. He's the future of this team. I've been banging the, this drum since the draft, how much I believe in this kid. And when I got the news, I literally jumped and like, oh, my gosh, it's happening. It's ha- like, you know, we put out the video of the, you know, the, the office when there's a fire. That really, that was literally my reaction. Like, oh, my gosh, it's happening. And I knew, like, we knew it was happening. All Monday, we knew this was going to happen. It was just like, when are they going to announce it? Tomorrow, Wednesday. When are they going to announce it? Tomorrow, Wednesday. Uh, and I'm glad they, you know, they got it over with. So, let- Danny, we're two minutes in. I haven't even let you talk. Let's talk about the football side of this. This is the right move. We're 0-2. The defense is bad. Eli didn't play good against the Buffalo. He didn't play, like, absolutely horrible. And, you know, and, and like people would say. But, nonetheless, we fixed this offensive line. The offensive line is really good. We have Saquon Barkley. I understand that the wide receivers are thin. But we've talked about all season how wide receiver is not the most important position. And I agree with that. I'm not saying that that's, like, a bad philosophy. I'm cool with the Odell trade. I like the Odell trade. Honestly, even regardless of what we got back, I'm glad that we traded Odell. Um, but Daniel Jones, it's time because we're 0-2. And it's give him these 14 games. Give him these 14 games to learn. And I understand people are like, well, you know, you're putting him with bad wide receivers. He's done that. He's done it at Duke. He got beat up at Duke. He had no wide receivers at Duke. He had when he did like deliver with those guys, they dropped it. So I'm completely confident in Daniel Jones. Not to say he's not going to have struggles, but I'm completely confident in Daniel Jones. We've talked about his mental makeup. He's made for this. He's not going to get flustered and bothered. And, you know, there's been the Eli, you know, the, all the Eli Manning, Daniel Jones are twins jokes. But that's where they are, are the closest, that they're not flustered. They're not going to let the emotions get the best of them. And I believe Daniel Jones is ready. From what we saw going through his college tape numerous new, time after time, going through it seven, eight times, and then what we saw in the preseason was just even more confidence in him. I think he's ready for this. And I think, I believe, I know that because of his, his legs, that makes defenses more honest. Teams were just dropping back in cover two, cover three, cover four against Eli, knowing that he can't get outside the pocket and, and mess up zones. It adds a read option to it. It adds where now we, there's one less defender who can always key in on, on Saquon Barkley. And the most important thing about football, that stuff is great. This kid stands in the pocket. He reads defenses. He delivers. He puts footballs in tight, tight windows. He throws guys open. Danny, I completely believe Daniel Jones is ready for this. He was made for this. Before I start, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sick, so if you hear me sniffle every once in a while, I'm not crying. I'm just sick. But, no, I'm with you. Daniel gotcha, Jones. Danny. Sick. <laughs> nah, Daniel Jones is 100% ready. I said it after Sunday's game. Sunday is when I came to terms with it. I was like, Eli's, unfortunately, he's just not getting the job done. And the offense needed someone new. And Daniel Jones is that new. I believe he'll bring a new, like, he'll bring fire to the offense. And it just opens up the playbook much more. Pat Shermer's offense is not built for Eli Manning. It's built for a young QB or at least a mobile QB. And Daniel Jones is a young and more mobile QB than Eli Manning. So, yeah, as you said, it, it run RPOs, we can use that. Read options, rollouts. So much is going to be open now. And it's, as we said, this isn't, this isn't a knock on Eli with Jones starting. This is the whole team's at fault here for why we're 0-2, but we're 0-2. What's the point of playing, Eli? 
put Daniel Jones in, maybe he can shock the world and add, like, I don't know, if people are joking, like, well, we're back in the Super Bowl race. But no, will Daniel Jones struggle? Possibly. He's a rookie. But Daniel Jones needs these playing times, and 14 games is plenty of time. And just imagine, like, next year, once he has, say Daniel Jones struggles out the gate, but next year he'll have the experience to go out there and dominate. This was the right move. It was the right time. But I, I, I agree. I forgot exactly who said this on Twitter, but I agree with it. Putting Daniel Jones in starts the clock on Pat Shermer and Dave Gellman. Their time is now, and they put all their chips in on Daniel Jones. And I believe he'll deliver. Many other people believe he will deliver. But this Sunday, will the talk will finally stop. And it's a good game to put him up against. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers off a good week rest at Thursday Night Football. Uh, it's going to be a challenge for um, Daniel Jones, but I believe he's up for it, so... I'm really excited for Sunday. As I said on Twitter, I was dreading Sunday before Daniel Jones was named the starter because I just didn't have faith in this team. But now I'm, I'm like reinvigorated for this Giants team to go out there and get a win at least. Let's get a win. Imagine Daniel Jones' first start. He gets a win. Yeah, man. And I was planning on going to this Tampa game, and I just can't. Uh, I would have loved to, but I just can't at this moment. Um, yeah. I'm trying to not get too emotional first. I want to talk about the football side, but like people are saying, well, let him come back when the receivers are back in. I, I don't agree with that. Let him let him go out and struggle these two games. If, if that's what's going to happen, let him struggle those two games, and then you add his wide receiver back to him. And, I, and Sterling Shepard very well may play this week. I, I'm not sure what um, the what's going on with that right now. It's been such a whirlwind of things going on. Uh, and I think Tampa's, you know, we'll get we'll talk about the X's and O's on, on Friday's show, but I think Tampa's a good matchup. For him. I think it's a team that has a good defense, doesn't have a great defense, and it's an offense that our defense shouldn't, I, I want to say, like carefully struggle with, like compared to, I think they're very similar to Buffalo on offense. I think they're a team that kind of tries to pound the ball. I think Jameis is uh, a guy who can make some plays, but he's erratic at times. I, I think it's a very similar game. And so if, if Daniel Jones can put up 31 points, 28 points, it's a, it's a very winnable game. Um, and, you know, hopefully their defense improves. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm ready for it. I think this was the right decision. We called for it on Sunday. On Monday, it became real that I got, like I'm pretty sure this is happening. I started texting people like it's it's about to happen, guys. And nonetheless, we get this the news Tuesday morning that it's it's happening. Um, is there anything else football wise we should talk about before we talk about like emotions and Eli Manning and all that? No, I mean we covered everything. If you didn't see this move coming, then um, I'm then I'm not sure what to tell you. It was bound to happen, and Pat Shermer said it was Eli's job to keep Daniel Jones off the field. And for two games, he couldn't do it. Uh, and unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, just the way it had to go down. Unfortunately for Eli, uh, yeah. I mean, also, yeah. That's all I gotta say. Let's. I'm not sure. We're just, let's just reminisce. But now, I know. I get the like. You know, Eli Manning, it'd be nice to let him see him decide his own fate. But he kind of did that last year. He knew they were drafting a quarterback. I remember pre-draft when Eli said, I expect him to draft a QB. And we're like, what did he just say? Did he just say they expect, like, why would he say that? So I think he knew for a fact that they were going to draft Daniel Jones in this draft. I think he knew. So he he made a decision that, you know, I'm going to come back and I'm going to fight for this thing. Um, like you said, unfortunately, because it is unfortunately, it goes down like this, but it is what it is. Uh, so, like, Eli kind of did decide his own fate, that this could very well happen. And I said this morning, or yesterday morning when you're listening to this, 
I'm excited right now. I was actually, you know what? I was happy. Actually, let me rewind a little bit. I'm like talking about my confidence in Daniel Jones. Obviously, I spent all summer banging the drums like this guy is the real deal. This guy is the real deal. But going into that preseason game, because you really like this is the hardest position to judge in all football. It's the quarterback position. It's the position that the best people in the business get wrong all the time. It's so hard to judge. Going into those preseason games, even at, even to the second game, it was I was nervous. It's like, is he going to be the real deal? I like had confidence because of what I had seen, but it's like, who knows if this translates? Maybe it'll hit me on Sunday. But I'm like really confident in Daniel Jones. I don't have that worry. Like I truly believe in this guy, and that's that's a great feeling. It really is. It's a great feeling that like I believe fully in this guy. I don't have any like him being a failure really isn't in my mind. Like, it's not even a thought. Like, I, I never once today thought about him being a failure in my mind. The only thing that came to my mind was if he struggles, like, the people that are going to be annoying about it online, which I'm trying to make the decision that, and I know, you know, those who know me know it's hard for me to, to keep my mouth shut for too long. Maybe I'll do it for a few days. But I don't want to people, those people, because, you know, there's a group of haters out there and they hate everything the Giants do. And, you know, when Daniel Jones is, is does good in that first preseason game, like, well, uh, this, this, and that. And the second game, they, you know, point out everything that might be even slightly bad and, and arm strength. So I, I, try, I try to mute some of those people, but sometimes I get just morbidly curious. But nonetheless, I, I think we should all just tune those out. Let's not, let's not even argue with those people because they're going to have their thing no matter what until this guy um, wins a Super Bowl. There's a, even if he goes to the playoffs, there will be people out there that continue this because people – People are just like that. There's always negative people. And now that we have online with Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, those people have a voice now, which I'm not complaining about social media. We, you know, we use it to our advantage, trying to make a living off it, basically. Um, on the Eli Manning side, in fact, let me, let's take a quick break, Danny. Let's take a quick break. We'll do our ad, and then we'll get to this. All right, so a lot of people are starting podcasts today. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Their creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will, di- will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one play. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You'll be glad you did. All right. I don't know how to attack this. I really don't. We talked about it. I don't know how to attack this. The emotions hit me, man. Eli Manning has done so much for this team. Two Super Bowls. Knowing who our QB is going to be for the last 15 years. It's pretty amazing, man. Not many not many fit teams get to feel this feeling. You know, maybe the Packers, the Patriots when, you know, there's there's a now there's a few guys in the league now that it'll happen. When it's that time. But this is the part that sucks. I'm so excited for Daniel Jones, but this is the part that sucks, man. Saying goodbye to Eli. And it's starting to hit me, man. It's really emotional. Um, you know, the two Super Bowls, obviously, they're just always showing up to work. I remember the year 2007. I remember against Dallas, he got injured that year on the first game. And I remember the next morning, Eli Manning uh, probably out four to six weeks. And at that time, he was young, and it was like QB, injuries happen to QBs. And then, you know, a day later, it's like Eli's going to play Sunday. I was like, I thought he was out four to six weeks. 
just showing how he's tough. Even like, you know, the rookie year was so bad. And I watched the majority of those games. The Giants were on, on TV a lot that year. I remember the Pittsburgh game where we barely lost that game to the rookie Big Ben. Big Ben had an amazing year that year. And it was like, man, Big Ben was the QB from this draft. And Eli goes out there and slings at that game, has a great game. And then, you know, finishing it off with the Dallas game. I remember the struggles in the Ravens game. I mean, he, out, he went out and struggled and sucked. And then year two, he became like the comeback kid. All those comebacks, one against Denver. I mean, he had a bunch of comebacks here. I think he had one against Kansas City. It was a wild time, you know. And like that, those teams from the Super Bowl, like I don't know how many teams like have that kind of family. Maybe it's because I'm not exposed to them. But like that kind of family and brotherhood, like and we saw when Eli was benched by McAdoo, all those guys that came out. I mean, Brandon Jacobs, Ahmad Bradshaw, the entire offensive line, the you know Strahan, OC, JPP, um, Tuck, all those guys, and Antonio Pierce, like a Pla- even Plax, all those guys have such an appreciation for him, understanding that he's that guy, um, and on this young team, Eli's the old man, and. Tell you what, it sucks, man. Like, it was time. It definitely was time. Uh, and I was a proponent of him starting week one and week two. But it, it was time. It's, it's, it's emotional. It sucks. And we're going to read, um, you know, when we're done, we're going to read all the replies. Everyone's, like, favorite moment. But, you know, I, I just remember, like, you know, the first Super Bowl. It's when I had, like, just got my driver's license. And watching that game, like, I was just like, you know, I'm going to, I'm just going to go drive around and yell. And wave my Michael Strahan jersey in the air because this is Michael Strahan's last game. Uh, and then the second Super Bowl, I was in college. I was actually roommates with a Patriots fan. And I, I will say that one wasn't as sweet, but it was sweet, man. Just being like, my team is the best team in the NFL. So, man, it's, it's, it's weird. But this is how sports are weird, man. This guy I've never met, never even seen up close. And it's like you feel like you have this emotional connection with them. And there's... There's thousands upon thousands of people who have that same feeling. Danny. Uh, another example of just showing Eli's grit. In 2011, in the NFC Championship game, uh, David Carr, he, he was practicing all week to start. Eli Manning had the flu. I mean, they put him out there in the media portion of practice, and then after that, once they once the media went away, it was David Carr getting all the snaps. David Carr said, "We roll into Friday. He's still sick. Can't practice. He's literally in the training room getting IVs all day. He has the flu for like four straight days. So I practiced on Friday with the team. So now Eli hasn't had any practice time, and so and." Obviously, not everyone out here know what Eli was going through during that time. We're like, oh, Eli's just going to go out there and start. And then now just hearing that story, just just crazy to see how much just how much of a tough SOB Eli was in that game. I mean, yeah, he was 32 for 58, but still, he, he was playing with the flu, and he had two touchdowns. Eli, he's the Iron Man. You could always trust him to go out there and be your quarterback. In 2017, that streak of, I forgot, like 213-something consecutive games, it was snapped. I mean, many people, like, if that was me, I would want to keep that streak alive. I would have played in that game, but Eli said, nah, I'm not going to tarnish the streak just because I can play a game. I'm not going to finish it. Eli's a competitor. He wants to go out there and compete every single Sunday. And it's just going to suck seeing him on the sideline. And, I mean, I believe right now it's great that Daniel Jones will have Eli to now go talk to because before Eli couldn't focus on Daniel because he was focused on going winning the game. Now Daniel can go, Eli can help him out there and go ask questions. I mean, 
Eli was a guy you can always rely on. Even when he got benched by Ben McAdoo, he still stood in front of his locker room and he took questions from the media with tears in his eyes. The guy, you can always rely on Eli, man, and that's something we're all going to miss with him now that it's officially over. And, I mean, I I can't wait because, I, I mean, they haven't retired Michael Strahan's jersey, but I feel like they're retiring Eli Manning's jersey. I can't wait to be at that. I can't wait to be at the Ring of Honor ceremony for him, and I can't wait for him to go, go to Canton, Ohio. I'm going to be there for that. I'm going to watch him enter that Hall of Fame. Is he a first ballot Hall of Famer? I believe he should be, but obviously I don't make that decision. But he is Canton bound. Just a matter of when he'll get the call, but yeah, Eli, you can always rely on old man Eli. And now it's just, it really hit me when I read that uh, Steve Serby article on New York Post. I highly recommend it. It's on my Twitter, the link. Uh, that one really made me choke up and just think, like, man, Eli Manning, what a, what a guy he was. And as you said, I don't know Eli Manning personally. I, I've only seen him on my TV when I go to MetLife Stadium, but. Just knowing he was our quarterback, I'm just thankful because look how many teams had to change quarterbacks throughout the years. Uh, Washington, Cleveland, they, they went for a quarterback every year, but Eli Manning was always a constant on the team. You knew he would be out there every single Sunday. Yeah, man, it's pretty impressive. And, you know, there's other great QBs out there. And it just it's, it's crazy how much he cared. Like, Big Ben's a great quarterback. But if Mike Tomlin goes, he ain't, he ain't crying. Like, think about like that. Have you ever seen a QB cry because his head coach was was leaving? Like that, Mike. Like, if you want to force yourself to cry, watch the Tom Coughlin like going away press conference. Man, it'll it'll choke you up every time. And I'll probably spend you know a couple hours listening to those again. I, I did the same thing uh, in the Geno Smith year, but he's just a you know he's a pro. We never had any kind like even the slightest off field issue. Uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing what he's been able to accomplish. Um, like I said, I don't, I don't know how I want to attack this, but it's 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 just pretty amazing, man. And and how much like he he like this is the this will be the corniest episode we ever do. But I really don't care because I I don't I I don't care if people know how much like this this QB means to me. You know, like he's literally the last like favorite player from a team left in my childhood. You know, Jason Kidd was gone a while ago. Marty Brodeer on the Devils was gone a while ago. Jeter retired. But I think this, you know, Jeter was tough. Brodeer is like the time's coming. Kidd, he wasn't on my nets anymore. This is definitely the one that hits the hardest. It really is. And it's and it's nice that I have a, a guy in Daniel Jones that I'm super excited about. I'm extremely excited for him. Uh you know, I, I I didn't think I'd ever have a favorite player again, but I definitely have like that connection of like Daniel Jones. He's like I, I like him a lot. Um, like I'll I'll fanboy over him. I don't care. Um, yeah, man, it's tough, and we'll we'll get into some memories here in a second. But yeah, man, it's you know you know he you know he cried at the Coughlin press conference. Always showed up every day, ready to go. Lunch pail attitude, class act, cold blooded killer. I mean, people would make fun of the, like, he always has the same face. But, man, that was, like, the best thing about him. That guy was, no matter what happened, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to kill. I'm ready to win. So the last years have been rough. They have. But, like I said, it's time. It's time. It's time for Daniel Jones, man. So, Dan, you got anything else before we, you know, go through some memories? Yeah, I mean, I got a few more things to add. 
I mean, let, let's make this clear, though. I mean, management, Jerry Reese in particular, failed Eli Manning. He never got him an offensive line. Eli was just running around for his life on every Sunday. But see, but that's the thing, though. Eli didn't care. He still went out there and played. He didn't complain. He didn't throw blame on anyone. He always, he, he would always take the blame head on. And Eli, yeah. I mean, I, I'm able to say that I was at what possibly was Eli Manning's last game against Buffalo. And, I mean, that's something I'll, I'll always be able to say. I mean, yeah, was it the best game he played? No. But I was at the last game he'll play at possibly this for his career. And he's the only quarterback that I know. I don't know anyone else. Eli was my one attachment in childhood. I, I didn't really care for baseball back then. I didn't care about basketball. I, lo- I loved football. And Eli Manning was the guy I always looked up to. And I'd be like, man, what what a guy he was. And now just seeing him go, it sucks. And as you said, Eli Manning literally cried at Tom Coughlin's, uh, or teared up at Tom Coughlin's press conference. It's, no one does that for their coach. That just shows the attachment he has. And I mean, Lord, I mean, when he goes up there and he's going to, if he does a press conference or when he at, or at least answers questions from the media, because we all know Eli's going to do that, that's, that, that's probably what's going to get me. Because, I mean, when he was in front of his locker locker after the Geno Smith mentioned, I was like, I, I was literally crying because of that. So, yeah, I mean, we can always rely on Eli, Iron Man Eli, but, yeah, it's just crazy, though, to think that it, the road has finally come to an end. It was bound to happen, but just, just it's crazy to think that the road has finally come to that end and the torch has been passed. Yeah, it's tough. So let's. Let's do some memories, man. We have a lot of replies. We have, let's see, I'm looking at it right now. We've got about a little over 30 right now. So we'll we'll start with our own, and then we'll go from there. Danny, why don't you give us, like, not necessarily, like, your favorite memory, but just a memory that kind of, like, sticks out to you about Eli Man. I mean, I got so many, but the, the one that I, just really stuck out to me was when Dallas opened up AT&T Stadium in 2009. Cowboys fans are going nuts. Like we're gonna open up the stadium with a W, but Eli went in there with the like the Matumbo, no, 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 or whatever his name was. I forgot that commercial again. But he went out there and just beat Dallas in the home opener of their own stadium. He went at what twenty five to thirty eight, two touchdowns, and he was just a stone cold killer, as you said. Eli has that ice in his veins, and. I mean, another thing I forgot to have right there. Like, if it wasn't for Eli Manning, Tom Brady, would, the Patriots have more Super Bowl. Eli's such a cold-blooded killer, and you can always rely on him. So, yeah, 2009, the open of AT&T Stadium. Eli went and ruined the party down in Dallas and walked out of there with a W. Yeah, I think I'm going to go. Obviously, the Super Bowls are great, and there's some memories. But one that sticks out was draft day 2004 for me. I think I was in sixth grade at the time. Maybe it might have been summertime. I can't even remember. But I remember we, uh, my dad raced cars down at the racetrack in New Smyrna, Daytona Beach. And that was like, I had just got into football at that point. Like, I was a kid. Like, I, I watched NASCAR. I knew every step about NASCAR. I didn't really watch, like, much football in elementary school when I got into it um, in, like, fifth and sixth grade. Um, I think I mean, like, the first full game I watched was the Giants-Ravens Super Bowl. But that draft day, it's like, obviously, like, I didn't know how good Eli Manning was. I didn't watch him in college. But I do, I do remember going and playing with him on NCAA football, though, uh, like after we drafted him. I'm going to go play with Ole Miss. going to have Eli Manning, my quarterback, QB number 10. Uh, but draft day, man, it was like this guy, Eli Manning, he's the real deal. He's going to be the number one pick. He's so good. And he doesn't want to play for the Chargers. He wants to play for my Giants. And then the Chargers draft him, and I'm mad. 
I was like, no, no, I want Eli Manning. Eli Manning is going to be the guy that wins the Super Bowls. And we make that trade. I'm jumping for joy. My dad's not someone who cares about football at all. Um, but he always would like would support me and everything I, I wanted. And I'm like, tell my dad, like, we just got this guy, Eli Manning. Like, he's really good. Like, like he's the best QB. Like, he's going to be so good. So I think that's just one that stuck out with me. Obviously, I shared Super Bowl memories before. Um, you know, the benching was an emotional day. Tom Coughlin going was an emotional day. You know, the, the NFC Championship game. A lot of stuff there, but I'd say that would have to be the big one for me. That that really sticks out, you know, because you know you you remember the things from your childhood the most. Yeah, I mean, I was only two years old when they drafted Eli Manning, but I I can see why that was a day because I mean you you got attached to Eli Manning when you saw him going to the Chargers, like damn. But let, let that sink in. Eli, he wanted well, I mean, well, he wanted to play for New York, especially his dad Archie. But still, he could have chosen anywhere. He could have chosen. I'm trying to think of that team back then. I don't know. He could have chosen the Raiders. I'm just saying the team name. But he said, nah, I want to go to the Giants. He he made, he made tarnished his name for at least that time because he, he made himself they're like, nah, I don't want to play it. I want to play for this team. He made it look like a me guy, but he like, turned out to be far from a me guy. He turned out to be a team guy. And I, I agree with that. That that That's a good moment right there. And there's just so many moments to choose from. Super Bowls obviously are a good one. There's just too many to choose from with Eli, and that's why – I'm just forever grateful to know that he was our quarterback. Yeah, so we put out uh, a tweet, give us an Eli Manning memory, where you were, how it affected you, et cetera. So I figured, you know what? I said we'd read some on the show. Let's just go through them all, um, and then we can put that out. Patty F. at Scorpio 1968, Super Bowl 46 on a cruise ship in the Atlantic. Showed the game in the theater, lots of Pats fans. By the third quarter, we were throwing stuff at them because they were so cocky. Then that perfect throw to Manningham, and the rest is history. That man, like that Manningham throw was. And what's crazy about like the the Tyree throw, and the Manningham throw, it was like when that when those throws happened, we were far from scoring a touchdown in both those points. But when both those throws happened, you just knew we're winning. We're we're winning the Super Bowl. There's nothing that's not going to stop from winning the Super Bowl. And that's who Eli was. He was he was clutch. Hashtag, thank you, Eli from Patty F. Uh, just for Giants fan podcast, 07 week one versus Dallas. Eli hits a beauty to plaques for a 60-yard TD. I've been so hooked on New York Giants football since I do a podcast that no one listens to, and I love it. Uh, I feel you on that, man. Just keep grinding. Another one from the Super Bowl the same year, the Tyree catch. I'm at home watching the Super Bowl in the dark with my brother. My bro was so on the path to bandwagon. He could have been – I won't say that. Eli escapes and makes the throw, and my brother is so mad he broke the remote. Like, everyone <laughs> – Full on through the remote against the wall so hard he almost uh, rage quit watching the game for a play. It broke in 100 pieces and couldn't turn the TV off because of what he just did. That's that's pretty cool. Uh, our guy Isaac Moretta at Brugal Poppy 20. Eli to Manningham, Super Bowl 46. I'm at a local bar. I see the pass go up. Two defenders trailing Mario. He toe taps and literally the whole bar knew it was good. We all jumped at the same time. Landed so hard, bottles dropped the counter. We all had to chip in to pay for this. <laughs> Broke the counter. I like it, Isaac. That's our guy, Isaac. There you go, Isaac. <laughs> uh, broke. Damn, you, I, I when I first read that, I was like, "Oh, they broke the bottles." It's like, no, they broke the counter. I read. Um, I read it first as they broke the bottles when I was looking through them, and now that you said, I'm like, "What? Well, you broke?" Damn, that 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 was a big jump. But I mean, hey, 
that's a you rather pay that as the Giants win the Super Bowl and then have to pay them even though they lost. So that was a worth. Oh, it is so hard. Bottles drop from the counter, and we all have to chip in for fair. Okay. Bobby, come that on, makes, that makes more sense. <laughs> we're we're, he, we're so out of sorts, Bobby. For, couldn't read that for a minute there, Isaac. Yeah, uh, Mark Milo at M Milo talks. Uh, 2007, week three of the Redskins, watching my living room, down 17, three going for the half. Losing the season is done, and the Giants come out hot and score 21 answer with Eli to plax for the go-ahead score, and then the defense, a goal one staying with it. There were so many to pick, obviously, the Super Bowls in some of those playoff games. But the game right now on the whole change the dynamic of this season. All right, I'm going to sneeze, so I'm going to mute my mic. We're professional. All right, sneeze done. All right. <laughs> Thank you for that. Sammy Hall at Sammy Hall 5. Giants first Jets preseason 2016. After the game, I was waiting downstairs in the tunnel to watch the players come by. Eli was the only guy who stopped and took a picture with me. It was honestly the best day of my life to meet my favorite player and hero. Yeah, those are those are cool ones. Like I said, like with a draft, like those are ones that stick out. Uh, you know, where it's like, I got to meet Eli or, or this happened. Obviously, the Super Bowls are, are, are great memories, and you know they always stick out more than anything else. But those are the really cool memories. Sorry, uh, but yeah, the Super Bowl memories are the greatest, though. You can't hate on Super Bowl memories. Just knowing that Eli, how did Eli complete that Tyree pass? No one will know. How did he play that man and him pass in a perfect spot? No one will know. Only Eli could do that. I don't think any other quarterback could place that ball just perfectly for his guys. I think that was only an Eli thing. Eli's got that ice in his veins. Ice in his veins. All right, David Palace. Now, I'm going to admit, I haven't really looked at David's account on a desktop. I've always looked on, like, you know, my phone. I thought it was Powell's, like P-O-W-L-S. It's actually Powell's. I'm learning that right now. So, David Eli getting up with his helmet sideways in the San Fran mud and his face mask in the 2011 NFC Championship game. Iconic. His greatest game. Really was. Here's another 41s. 49ers won. Playoff game against the 49ers. My living room, 2011. Eli got his ass kicked all game. Got up after every play and made another. My son at the time was eight, and he said, Dad, that guy is tough. I replied, that's your QB. That's when my son became a Giants fan. That's really cool. That's, that's, an awesome really, that's, 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 awesome. <laughs> that's really good. Uh, Elo H at Elo Bajo. An early game I remember was in. Oh, okay, this was a great one. This is a great one. I actually talked about this one earlier. I remember it was the 05. The Giants were chasing the Broncos 23 to 10. They cut the lead to 23 17. We're mounting a comeback. But Eli threw a late pick with f- five minutes left. I thought it was over, but the D got Eli the ball back with 339 and had a drive that ended with a tumor TD. And that was actually. That pass was very wobbly. Like, that was a cool one. Because, like, he was throwing the ball on target. But the ball was just wobbly that day. It was, that, was, that was a really cool one. Uh, and then uh, Tweet at Joe's replied to that one. This, I had it on DVR for a year or so afterwards. It was a taste of what he was capable of. And hope you could hang on, on to a top pick. He'll always ha- be one of my favorite Giants. Rose to the occasion when it mattered most during two Super Bowl runs. Yeah, that was the game. Because you know the rookie year was a struggle, but that, that game really that game does stick out to me a while because that's like this kid is good. He's got ice in his veins. What a comeback! So I, I like that one. Uh, uh, Giants, Mike Elwell, ninety six, Super Bowl forty two, seats in the upper top. I peaked in fifth grade. What can I say? Hey, whatever <laughs> grade we're at, those time you peaked. Let's peak again with <laughs> Daniel Jones. Uh, 
<laughs> Tyler at playoff Tanaka. My uncle's house, Super Bowl 42. Him breaking the tackles and throw a hit. It's the first time we got this one, so I was surprised how long it took. Uh, Tyree and I lost $100 in the family bet, as I am the only Pats fan in the family. It affected my piggy bank. Then he did it again in Super Bowl 4. I won't miss fits in, but he's a good guy. Okay, that's, that's cool, Tyler. I like that. I respect that. but I'm I don't happy. know why you're following us, Tyler, but good for you. I'm happy you lost 100 for that scenario, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, two chill Jill. She's great. She follows us and, and interacts. Super Bowl 42, I was seven. Watching the basement with my family and aunt and uncle after the Pats scored their first TD when it was 7-3. We got a phone call from our neighbors. I was I was friends with their kids. They said, ha-ha, Patriots got a touchdown. Then after the catch, we all held hands, basically praying. <laughs> That's awesome. My dad, sister, and I ran outside as we won the game and started yelling and screaming in our driveway. That's the best. Like, we can all talk about, like, you know, and I feel like a lot of people who do podcasts, they all try to be the too cool for school and whatnot. But those are the cool things. Like, like you know, when I said, like, or maybe not the cool things, but, like, I, I like it. Like, you know, I was like, I just need to go out and yell. I'm just going to drive around my mom's Ford Taurus at 16 years old <laughs> at 11 o'clock on a Sunday night just screaming and, and waving my Michael Strahan jersey outside of the car. Uh, so pretty cool. Uh, Cameron Newman at Cam Newman NYG. He shared a picture of Eli's helmet all sideways and shoulder pads sticking out of the jersey. Playoff game against San Fran where he took the beating of a lifetime. I still cringe thinking about it and still can't believe he walked away from that game. I remember going back to high school with my head held high, being one of three known Giants fans in the school. Hashtag thank you, Eli. That game was nuts, man. He just took a beating all game. But that was another game where it's like, we're going to win this game. We know this is going to win this game. And I remember I was in college for that one. It was actually, that, you want to know something cool? That was on my birthday. That was, was it? That was on my 20th birthday. Um, and I just went running through, you know, my dorm halls. Um, so pretty, pretty cool experience right there. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, Sean at uh, Big Blue NYR 1985. Sean's my guy. Super Bowl 42 at my buddy's man cave watching with his family. Eli Plax TD. He jumped in my arms and told him, 35 seconds, 35 seconds. After the incomplete pass by Brady, his wife jumps in my arms while he was waiting to jump in my arms again after she got off me. Oh, that's kind of weird, Sean. <laughs> I mean, I, I like usually I don't jump into people's arms when I'm celebrating, but hey, I mean it's a Super Bowl. People do crazy things during a Super Bowl time. Bobby took his mom's va- or car and just waved around Michael Stranger. So his neighbors thought he was nuts. Danny, if the Giants go to the Super Bowl in the near future, we're both going to be. I don't know if we're going to be at the game, but we'll definitely be at wherever the game is. Um, I'll put you on my shoulders and we'll just run around the town. Well, no, I mean, I'm so confident John's are going to the Super Bowl. I'm, I'm going down to Miami for the Super Bowl this year. I'm already ready for Jones to be in the Super Bowl and lead us to his first ring. That's how confident I, I am. I think I'm going to go down there for it, too. Not going to go to the game, but I'll definitely be down there. All right. Nathan Cohen at Nathan Cohen 24. The best game I ever saw Eli play was in the 2012. We're getting a lot of these ones. 2012 NFC Championship game versus the dangerous San Fran defense. Eli was an absolute warrior that night. He got drilled on nearly every play. He made incredible passes and never backed down. That's who Eli is and always was, a warrior. Yep, definitely. Uh, at Fuji, man, I remember when Eli got bloodied up by the Jets when he, his helmet came off in the first Snoopy Bowl to inaugurate MetLife Stadium. Took us to 10-6. and six. Unfortunately, a punt to the saw in Jackson kept Eli from advancing the playoffs. That's a bad memory, Fugi. Uh, Adrian at Big Blue Canuck, coming all the way from Canada. Super Bowl 42 in an Irish pub in Montreal after Rangers played the Canadians. I remember all the New York fans cheering for the most improbable win. Uh, 
and sports history. That was crazy, man. Because you, you know, we're fans and we're not there, but that you just felt like you were David versus Goliath that week. And we had that week 17 win. And it's like, we can stick with these guys. Maybe some teams can't, but we can stick with them. We were right there from winning that game and we stuck with them. So that was, that was a wild one. The blowout loss to the Packers in the wild card in 2017, where he was the only one who played solid the whole game at Con- uh, Connor at Connor Dunleavy. Joe Z at, at Joey Z, 7Z43. The flash moment when I saw him, how much space Plaxico had on Ellis Hobbs and how much, how that took my breath away of excitement. That was wild because you see he's open. You see that the defender's not going to get there in time, but everyone held their breath like, oh my gosh, do not drop this plaques. Do not drop this plaques. Do not drop this plaques. And he did it. And man, it was just like utter excitement after that. Um, Bruce at Mr. X I was at the one playoff game at MetLife Stadium, Giants versus Falcons. Magnificent. Yep, shut them down that game. Zach Cancio, first game ever at AT&T Stadium. Okay, so he got yours as well. Danny, 2009 Week 2, watched it with my grandparents. The TD to Manningham after the pickoff of Witten's shoes is one of my favorite plays of all time. His comeback against Dallas in Week 14, 2011 is another one of my favorite Eli games. Uh, at Giants 100, at Greg Sports Talk, 2007 NFL Super Bowl Giants. Patriots had the whole family over Pop's house watch the game. Best moment seeing Pop's cry as Eli Manning throw their game winning touchdown. Yeah, it's always good to see old men cry. Um, <laughs> it's like the most if you see an old man crying it just automatically makes you want to cry no matter. Oh like, yeah, it's, that's so true. I don't it know really does. Uh, like you call your dad afterwards. It's, it's every time. Uh, the best way to make me cry is to cry. And then that's... Uh, that, that'll definitely get me. No, so you're going to be bawling your eyes out when Eli's talking? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, that's a guarantee. Listen, I, oh, you know, I'm crying too. I, can, I can be rough around the edges, but uh, I'm definitely a quick crier. I'm see, a... It's strange. Like a football player will make me cry, but like some other things won't make me cry. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, Ivan McNabb, Super Bowl 27, uh, 2011. We'll never forget the cheers and the hoopla. Added bonus 18-1 and all the tears welling up in Brady's eyes. Thanks, Eli. Uh, at Leo Luca Randisi in Dallas in 2011, we were down by three TDs in the fourth quarter, and Eli brings us back and takes the lead. With minutes left, JPP blocks the game-winning field goal. Yeah, that was that was huge. We don't win the Super Bowl without that. Uh, Jeremy Goldstein watching my first football game, Super Bowl 42, on my brown sofa. Manning loves it. Burris alone is seared into my memory forever. And you know what? That's true. Going to the Super Bowl makes fans. Because some people aren't big football fans, but everyone watches the Super Bowl. Um, and, you know, me being from Jersey and, and not having a dad who's, like, big in the football. I was like, well, I'm from Jersey. They're from, New, you know, they're New York. They're playing the Super Bowl. I'm a Giants fan. So that's pretty cool. Uh, fans of Ryan Newman. I like NASCAR, too, at Team Newman 6. Eli's. I'm not a big Ryan Newman fan, though. Um, he shouldn't have won the Rookie of the Year over Jimmy Johnson. But that's a whole different subject. That's Eli's an award NASCAR? Rookie of the Year, yeah. What? 2002, rookie of the year. Should have went to Jimmy Johnson. He finished better in points, had more wins. But Ryan Newman had the rookie. The rookie of the year points was different than the regular points. It's a whole big thing. Uh, sorry about that, fans of Ryan Newman. Um, I shouldn't even. I shouldn't even like bash that because Jimmy Johnson's had a much better career. All right, uh, Eli's game-winning drive against the Broncos in 2005. Yeah, that, that one really sticks out with a lot of people. 
Uh, Anthony Pizzarello, 2005. Oh, another one, Denver Giants. We trailed 23-10 late in the fourth quarter. Eli rallied. And we won with a couple seconds left, 24-23. I knew then we had our QB of the future. Uh, Hale at NY Sports 508. Ida Plax, 18-1, hands down. Marco Polo, his first TD pass of his career to Shock Shockey. I love Jeremy Shockey. I don't care how much of, uh, annoying he was. Um, in fact, like his thing in my family, we like, say Shockey, and then we punch each other. All right. Uh, Andrew Hughes, Giants training camp coming off of the second Super Bowl. He was sitting in his car speaking to Archie. An eight-year-old me was so excited. I didn't know how to react to this day, have the autograph in my room. That's that's pretty cool. Those are the, I'll be honest, those are the ones I like the most. It's like those personal ones. Um, Fred Bostick, Super Bowl 27, Eli Plaque defeat the Bats and crush undefeated season. Three of my cousins called after the game. All Dolphins fans, they're absolutely going crazy. And, of course, so was I. Great memories. Um, all right, so we had a few more put in since we started this. I th- actually, I think we've gotten most of them. I, I don't even know. There, right. there is one more uh, that all I right. do know of. There's a few more, and there's a quote and I, I just want to get them all. And there's one uh, in the DM. Okay. <laughs> we got a lot. Missa uh, on the couch today when I found out they benched him. I was pissed. Still pissed. Okay. Uh, Q, my greatest memory is when he performed the great escape to pass the ball downfield so to Tyree. Couldn't make the catch. Um, there's a couple of quotes I want to read because there are some good ones. I'm going through it now. My first memory, I was, two, I was six, uh, G season eventually. Uh, my dad calls me in front of my bedroom after the tire catch, and we watch the last touchdown together and celebrate together as confetti falls on the field, and Eli's running to hug someone. I'll never forget that, ever. Love it. There's so many to choose from. The best is getting out of the potential sack in Super Bowl 42 and getting the ball to Tyree. I was with a bunch of friends. We were in disbelief and knew we were going to win that game and upset the undefeated Patriots. Carlos Romero, when Eli was a fourth-quarter comeback king. So many memories of him driving down the field in two-minute drills for the dub. I'll tell my kids about you, Eli. But let's oofin and go, Jones. Uh, let me see. if there, I think there's one more quote tweet. November 12, 2018, I got to see Eli, who was past his prime hang of a vintage Eli fourth quarter, and lead us to a, a, victory, a comeback victory and throw a game-winning touchdown pass. I was 10 feet away from him when he ran back into the locker room after the game. And it's a memory I'll always cherish. Was that the 49ers game? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, all right. Um, I am going through it. Jimmy Coppa. Jimmy Coppa is one of our guys. i got to read this one. Outside the obvious Super Bowl, Monday Night Football, uh, be the against the 49ers 2015. Eli had a game-winning drive that included a lots of Shane Vereen screens. Ended it with a perfectly placed ball to Larry Janelle for the game-winning TD. Place went crazy. One of my favorite and personal Eli moments. Uh, all right, one, last one, then I'll check the DM one. Tim Ryder versus New York Jets, Christmas Eve, 2011. Got Giants lined up at their own one-yard line. Eli hits Victor Cruz at the 10 with a little stop and go. Cruz scampers 90 more to put the Giants ahead, and off they went. There was a ton of absolutely magical times for Eli at the helm. This one resonated. Yeah, I'm surprised we didn't get that one more. Um, Tony Matro. DM does. I respect that. Eli made versus Drew Brees for like a thousand passing yards and thirteen touchdowns combined. We did lose, but that was the last time. Manning looked truly elite in my eyes. It, it may have been three years ago. All right, so yeah, a lot of stuff. You know, is this the best episode? Do people want to hear all these memories? I don't know, but I figured this only happens 
once, really. <laughs> you know, yeah. so I, I wanted to do it. Um, we were going to do a regular mailbag, but a lot of the questions like, are, in fact, let me just run through them real quick. A lot of them were like, will, uh, will we trade for Jalen Ramsey? No, we will not trade uh, for Jalen Ramsey. Let me just go through them real quick, and I'll answer these real quick. Yeah, we're not doing any of these. And it's not even because they're bad questions. It's just because we went so long in this. So, when this episode's over, it's time to move on. It's time to get ready for Daniel Jones and the Giants versus Tampa. Uh, I'm going to, when we hang up from here, I'm going to listen to music, cry, and watch interviews and cry. We love Eli. But Danny, it is Danny Dimes time. Get your Danny Dimes t-shirt in our shop, johnboymedia.com. Just go to merch, talk, and then click Talking Giants. Um, any final thoughts, man? I, I believe in Daniel Jones. We did a lot more Eli Man than Daniel Jones in this episode. But after 15 years, he he definitely deserved that at, at very least. So I'm excited going forward. It sucks to see Eli go. He's still on the team, though. He's not dead as much as... It feels like a funeral. Uh, any, any final thoughts, Danny? No, I mean, if we didn't devote the time to that man, I almost would have felt like disrespectful. Because, yeah, Jones is the future, but Jones hasn't done anything for us right now. Eli Manning brought us so many good memories, and so it was worth it to spend all that time on him. But, yeah, I mean, hey, I just bought my Danny Dimes shirt, so you should all do the same because Danny Dimes is the future. But, yeah, sucks to Eli go, but once Friday comes around, we'll be all in on Daniel Jones going to Tampa, but... Eli will be in the back of our minds forever, but as you said, it's on to Tampa, and it's with Daniel Jones. Yeah, I think it's even hit me even double. It's like, we're not going to see him anymore like playing football. All right, we'll be back Friday with a pregame show. We'll start talking. We'll talk about football again, not all this emotional stuff. So until Friday, we'll play you off with some clips. Let's go Big Blue, and we love you, Eli Manning. Pressure from Thomas off the edge. Eli Manning stays on his feet. Airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. Inside the 25 and a timeout taken. Ball inside the 14. 39 seconds left. is absolutely brilliant. If he makes this play, let's watch his feet. Clean kick. And remember, he can handle it all. He's done it before. He'll handle it again. He's extremely bright. He's extremely competitive. He's what you're made, what you want a son to be made out of because what, I mean, he thinks he's the reason. He's not the reason that I'm, Eli, it's not you. It's not you. It's us. We win, we lose together. Remember, when we lose, I lose. When we win, you guys win. That's, that's the way it is. That's the game. I know what it is. 
I got the game. I, I got it. But what I would tell him, he's going to be right back in here in about two days starting to work on next year, just like he always does. And that's never going to change. And God bless him for it.